Hello and thank you for taking time to listen to God's word today. We hope this sermon is blessing to you and your family. The word that God has given for me this morning and the title of my sermon is Life in Between. Life in between. Many of us have gone through or going through in between seasons. And I hope you understand what I'm talking about because we have found ourselves in between jobs. Like you lose a job and you're praying for God to open a new door for a new job, but we don't know what to do in between. We know that God has will bless us but we just don't know what to do in the in-between. We Sometimes some of you are in between education, in between courses, in between school to university, or in between one course to another course. Some of us are in between a financial breakthrough. We are looking for a financial breakthrough in our life. We know that God will give us a breakthrough, but we just don't know when, and we don't know what to do in the in-between. In be- the, some of you are going through the in-between, between of being single and being married. You've been single for so long and you're ready to be married, but you just don't know when and to who. And you're in that in-between of, of, of seeking God and seeing many people, but you just don't know how and what is next. You are in between. Some of you are going through in-between hopelessness into hopeful future. You're waiting for your hopeful future, but yet you are in a certain hopelessness in your life right now and you're living in that in between some of you are in between rejection and acceptance you know one day you will reach there one day you will be accepted and you're just coming out of the rejection and there is some healing happening but you're not totally sure you are in the in between and some of you are waiting in between your one closed door into another open door that you're waiting for it to be open to you. And you are praying, you are knocking, you are seeking, and you just don't know how long it's going to be. And you are living in the in-between. Many of us are living in the in-between. Have you ever felt this in your life where you're in between and you just don't know where you stand right now. You just don't know how to pray. You just don't know what to decide. You just know that God has something for your future, but you just haven't stepped into it yet. You know God has redeemed you from the past. Your life is not where it used to be, and your life is not where it's supposed to be, but you are in the in-between. And the question that you are asking is, what do I do in between? Where do I go in between? It's not a nice feeling. You're neither there or here. You're not in the past. You're not in the future. And the present is not something that you are enjoying. What do you do in the in-between? There's a person in the Bible, King David. And we all know King David for various reasons. You know, King David was known as a shepherd boy and he was anointed to reign and rule over Israel as a warrior king one day. We all remember King David um, as this guy who brought victory over Goliath. We all remember King David as the one who conquered over Jerusalem. We all remember King David as, as, as one who wrote many psalms that we sing and use it during time of worship. And we remember David as a man who was the only man who was called as a man after God's own heart. 
But in David's life, there was an in-between moment. And today we're going to look at what did David do and how he handled his in-between season and how God brought him through and did something tremendous and marvelous in his life like never before. Most of us, we don't incline to this moment of David's life. It's almost like a forgotten moment of David. And it happens in this location called En Gedi. En Gedi. And I want you to go to this um, verse in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 29. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 29. It says, David then went to live in the strongholds of En Gedi. What is happening in chapter 23 of 1 Samuel is that David is being, you know, he is running away from King Saul. Just to give you a little backup, uh, a little recap on what is happening in the context of this passage or in the context of David's life is that, see, David being a young boy who was just tending to sheep he was actually not called for when his daughter when uh, when the prophet came when prophet samuel came he asked jesse if he had any sons and he brought all the sons that he had except for david david was not even brought into the scene and then god kept rejecting every single sons and then later uh, the prophet asked is there any more son you have and and jesse says yeah there's one guy but he's not a king material He's, he's not somebody to be anointed as a king. And, and the prophet says, no, bring him in. And God says, this is the person. And David was a young man when he was anointed to be the king. And he received anointing that one day he will be seated on the throne. He will wear the crown. But while David was anointed, Saul was still king. <laughs> this is where I want us to focus on. And Saul was building this relationship with David, but later he realizes David is going to be more powerful than Saul because Saul is losing his anointing and eventually the Spirit of God leaves Saul and David carries the anointing to be the king and Saul realizes that David has become a threat to him. But David was not a threat to him. David was just a chosen man of God to be on the throne. So now Saul is chasing David for him to be killed. And while David is running away from Saul, the Bible says David and his mighty men, they were all hiding in this place called En Gedi. Now En Gedi, this place, it's actually a spring and it's surrounded by few caves as well. It's, it's a beautiful place, 35 miles east of Jerusalem. En Gedi, it's, it's a lush place, but hidden in the driest and harshest region. Nobody would ever find that there's going to be a beautiful spring in the middle of a dry land. And David chose this place because of its intricate system of caves and carved out of rocks because they wanted to hide and it had a lot of caves in it and not many people know where it was and it also had a series of tunnels through which uh, through the Judean hills and it opened up as escape routes for many people it was a perfect hideaway it was a perfect getaway are you in this season 
where you just don't know where you're going to be and you also know you're not in your past but but you are you're just you're just running away from something it's probably not somebody who's chasing you physically to kill you because that's what's happening for david there's somebody chasing him physically to kill him but maybe for you it's an emotional chase maybe it's a past relationship maybe it's 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 a fear about the past and fear about the future even and you're running away from it and you're trying to find caves you're trying to find places that you can just hide away from and you feel that that's a safe place and david and the mighty men when they were going through this in between season they were hiding they were hiding at engedi what is your engedi where are you hiding what is your response during your in between season are you still in the hiding when god is trying to call you out what is your response you see i want us to go to psalms chapter 57 because it is in psalm 57 we believe that david wrote that psalm while he was hiding in these caves and there is a different response that we see from david while he's at engedi while he's at that season of in between while he's waiting to be crowned you see this this place is so significant in david's life because of the timing it happens because you know it's almost nearly two decades that is almost 20 years david had to wait for him to be crowned as king from the time he was anointed as king watch this he had to wait for 20 he was anointed by the mighty prophet of the nation authentic anointing he received it and he had to wait for 20 years for him to be crowned as a king and his in between season was 20 years i don't know how long your in between season is it could be weeks it could be months it could be years or it could have been just this couple of past couple of days i don't know what it is or how long it is but these principles apply because you see as he is living in this season of in between david could have easily fall into the trap and into the temptation of giving up on god number 1 he could have doubted his anointing he could have gone around and said samuel is not a real prophet because if he anointed me i should have been king what is taking god so long he could have easily doubted the anointing and he could have easily doubted god but he did not do that he could have prayed saying god why have you given up on me but he did not do that he could have doubted himself saying i have done something wrong that is why i have lost the crown he did not do that we all think this we all keep praying praise like lord how long why have you given upon me maybe i am not saved enough maybe i'm not healed enough maybe maybe this christian life that i have chosen it's not going to work out are you doubting yourself maybe you're praying why me god why me why should i go through this in between season 
But check what David did in Psalm 57. He writes this from his in-between season. He writes it while he's going through his in-between season. And this is what he says in Psalm 57, verse 1. He says, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. He is not turning away from God in a season of in-between, but rather he's turning to God. He's saying, I look to you, God. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I will be under your wings, O God. I will take refuge in you while you are in your in-between season. Number one is don't look away from God. Look to God. Number two is don't try to take refuge under the promises of any man and woman, but try to take refuge under the promises of the divine almighty living God who has spoken over your life. Take refuge under him. You know what? David knew what to do in between. David knew what to do in between. He held on to the faithfulness of God and he worshipped him. He was, he was also emotional. He was also real. He was also real with how he felt about himself. Psalm 57, verse 8 to 11, it says, Wake up my heart. Wake up, O lyre. Wake up, O harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. He is telling to his heart. He is telling to his soul. He is telling to his mind, wake up. Don't give up. This is not the time to sleep. When you're waiting on your in-between season, it's not the time to laze around. It's not time to be lethargic. It's not time to be complacent. It's time to keep depending on God. It's time to keep, you know, stay faithful and stay focused in God. It's not the time to sleep. He says, wake up, O liar. He says, wake up, my heart. He says, wake up, harp. So these are his instruments. And he's saying, come on, it's time for us to wake the dawn with a song of praise. Even when you're going through your season of in-between and waiting, it's important that you keep waking up your heart, your mind and your soul towards God and you keep worshipping him. You keep worshipping him. You hold on to his promises. You hold on to the faithfulness of God and you keep worshipping him. See, it beautifully says in verse 10 and 11 of that final two verses of that chapter, he says, For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. He is realizing God's unfailing love. He hasn't forgotten the God who has brought me so far. When I was anointed 20 years, God who has brought me so far is still faithful. The God who has called you, the God who gave you that job, the God who's given you that promotion, the God who has blessed you with marriage, the God who's blessed you with a great family, the God who has blessed you with church, the God who has brought you 
so far is more than able to see you through even during this time of in-between season hold on to the faithfulness of God don't give up the one who brought you so far is able to help you go on he will come through he will never give up on you church he will never give up on you Keep worshipping him. Realize his faithfulness. That's what David says. He says in the caves. He's singing this in the caves. Not, not in, his, in his dream job. <laughs> not, not when he bought his new you know, Range Rover car and he comes out saying, Oh God, thank you for your unfailing love. You are as high as heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. It's easy to sing when you got your new car. It's easy to sing when you built a new house. It's easy to say this when you have your dream job and life is going good. But David is writing this from the caves, from the darkness, when he's hiding. And he says, your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. And this is the beautiful part. Verse 11, it says, be exalted. That's worship. That God, beyond my situation, May your glory be magnified. May you be lifted high. Even when I'm in my in-between season, even when I'm in the cave, may you be lifted high. May you be exalted above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. David had the perspective of sovereign God Almighty that even while he's in the pit, in the dark, in the caves, and he's hiding, he's in the in-between, doesn't know what tomorrow looks like for him, but he knows that my God is El Shaddai. He's Almighty God, and he is above everything. May he be exalted. May his name be glorified, because his name is above every other name. If I keep elevating his name, if I keep worshiping him, if I keep my face looked towards heaven, I know that my God who has brought me so far is more than able to keep help me to keep going forward somebody shout amen somebody shout amen come on put it in the chat if you're watching on youtube you can type amen what happens when you trust god with your in-between season you will be an example for others you see when david was hiding with the mighty men those men were watching what david was doing and these men stood by David. And you know why? Because they saw that David was always dependent on God in all situations. That David held on to the faithfulness of God in all situations. And the men around him saw that. So they were able to be loyal to David and to the God of David. Who is watching you? Can they see that you are relying on God? Can they see that you are dependent on God in good times and bad times? What happens when you trust God in your in-between season? In these moments, you see, God will shape you. God was shaping David in that hiding place. God was shaping David in En Gedi. And he was shaping him into the person that he wants him to be. He was shaping him into the king. A king who will always rely on the king of kings, not on himself. The, the, the problem with Saul, the previous king, and the reason why he lost his anointing is because he relied on his own wisdom. 
He relied on himself and not on the king of kings. But God was shaping David. Even though you're going to be crowned as a king one day, you will be a king who will rely on the king of kings and the lord of lords. God was preparing him. What is God doing right now in your life as you go through this in-between season? He's preparing you for something great. Can you trust him? Can you trust him? We hope that you are blessed by God's word today. Share it with someone else who you think can also be blessed by this. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at kings3church.org forward slash give and we will see you next week with a brand new sermon.